Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and I have to get a Suicide Squad tattoo. I will be upfront about it from the beginning. Uh, I know you've all been waiting <laughs> on the edge of your seat with bated breath since 2018. Oh, when's Joel going to admit it? I saw the movie in IMAX, and it was good. Wow. I, I said it. Days, days, Joel's day of reckoning has arrived. <laughs> My day of reckoning has finally come and passed. So much so that he didn't even introduce us, Taylor. Yeah, I know. It's all good. We can well, come and clean fun. before. I had to. I had to get this off my chest. <laughs> With me, as always, is Taylor Statman. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Lawrence Burley. Hi, friends. <laughs> all right. Before we get into more of that and what I'm going to get and where I'm going to get it and will it cover up my uh, mutant enemy tattoo? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Taylor, roll me those sweet smooth jams. Wooka wooka. Yeah, so, uh, what was that? Oh, I was just going to say. I told you so. Mm -hmm. Look, we'll get there. We have some news, (laughs) though, before we... (laughs) Look, I'm still, you know, heartbroken over the whole whole thing. Uh, (laughs) What is the first piece of news we have to talk about, Lauren? Uh, Yeah, so I think it's really the only news we have today, kind of. Um, But... Uh, looks like Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over <laughs> the Black Widow release scandal. Where's the soundboard Crazy. when we need it? Right, dude. I wish. I, what, what do you mean? That was from a soundboard. I didn't do that with my mouth. Joel's soundboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I let's. I I I want to start on this topic by talking about people's reactions to it, not necessarily the fact sure. that she's suing. Yeah. Sure. Because the hot take. I'm doing air quotes, everybody, mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. is that, well, she doesn't need any more money. Sure. Right? Why? She's what a fucking elitist Hollywood douche. And it's not about the fucking money. No. Yeah. No, of course not. Not I at mean, all. I mean, they're, they're not wrong, but it also is a non sequitur sure. in terms of this conversation. Yeah. I mean, she... Let's be real. Like, she's kind of been done dirty by the MCU. Like, this movie should have happened mm-hmm. years ago to begin with. And then it got pushed and it got pushed and blah, 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 and COVID. So, like, I, uh, like you said, I like I get what they're saying of like, yeah, does she need more money? No. But again, that's not the point of yeah. the issue here. Mm-hmm. If Disney can break a contract and royally fuck over a super movie star, yeah, they can do whatever they want to anybody, right? So that's not like the point yeah. is to hold them accountable for breaking contracts. If they can just yeah. break contracts left and right and never be held accountable for anything ever again, then they're, you know, then that whole meme about them taking over the world is just going to come true. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally, like- totally. And yeah, I mean, it's it's more a question of, if, like you said, Joel, if they're willing to do this to one of their biggest stars and arguably one mm-hmm. of the biggest stars 
in the world, what are they doing to everyone else below her, right? Like, exactly. what about all the people that don't have that sort of voice and that, that don't have that sort of reach, right? That's the yeah. more the PAs who are fighting for overtime, well, probably. That's and they don't, the, yeah. They don't, I mean, it's good. It, it's it's a it's a trickle down effect in that way, right? Like, it's something well, that, and that the affects other people, all those departments. Sorry, go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say the other people that get money based on how box office does on the film like it's not just her mm-hmm. it's plenty of other people that yep should be benefiting from a thing that didn't happen yeah exactly right. and and here's the thing is the reason why a lot of these hollywood stars makes as much as they do is because of back-end performance they yeah. forfeit their fee up front to be able to make the film cheaper in hopes that you'll make it more money well. than you would, you know, down the line. Like, obviously, all three of us know yeah. that. But, you know, for the audience, like, that's a big factor in, in, in how these, you know, these actors and these artists are able to make so much off these films. Um, yeah, and I, I, like, and, like, in in her defense, like, I don't fucking care how much money she, ma- you know, it's like she she wants to make another $30 million. Good for her. Fucking yeah. get I mean, it. It's a smart you know, business like- decision on her end, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so to jump backward though a little bit, um, the whole thing was that you know uh, a lot of her back end was based on box office performance, and because they released the movie in the middle of a pandemic, as well as on Disney Plus, she $30. lost out on, on a lot of you know back end um, earnings, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. and she basically decided to sue Disney over that, uh, and. I just want to read their response because yeah, their response to me didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's so <laughs> no. no, it doesn't. It's it's super contradictory, and that's why I want to touch on it. Um, let me see here. Uh, uh, sorry, I gotta find it. Uh, Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the twenty million she has already received to date. And then they go on to say, like, how it's this callous thing that she's doing, trying to exploit Disney during the middle of a pandemic <laughs> when when they when they know that, like, you know, this and that. And it's like, OK, Ooh-hoo. Disney, first of all, like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Second of all, you're also the company who decided to lay off hundreds of thousands of people at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. And then you decided to open your parks in the middle of the pandemic. And yep. you're the one who's trying to play the moral high ground of the whole pandemic thing. And it's just like, I don't know what's going on in their PR department, but like somebody <laughs> yeah. should be fired over this. Like, it's <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very contradictory for her to be like, I'm losing out on money because of the premier access thing. And then their direct response was, she's getting money for that. And it's like, Who's telling the truth mm-hmm. here? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, exactly. And and so I'm gonna have to think it's not the giant conglomerate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and here's the other thing too is the thing, the thing that everybody else is not talking about because this is something that is for sure you know has the potential to be a watershed moment mm-hmm. in terms of the prominence oh. of the streaming industry and how that's changing Absolutely. how the business is done. And so there's two things, right? First of all, this kind of shit happens all the time behind closed doors. We just never see it, right? It just never goes public. And the fact that they actually took it public lends to that sort of theory of how por- how important this is, right? But then the other thing you're not talking about is like, what about all the other big movies um, that have gone to Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a great example that you know I'm sure we'll touch on later as well 
um, is Jungle Cruise, right? You didn't hear about when that got moved to Disney Plus. I'm pretty fucking convinced that both The Rock and Emily uh, Blunt got paid off on the back end, right? Same thing happened with Wonder shit Woman, on right? Disney Plus right now? Huh? Yeah, dude. It is. Um, it same though? same day, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and same thing happened on the Warner Brothers side with Wonder Woman, right? They paid Patty mm-hmm. Jenkins and um, Gal Gadot ten million to cover their back end receipts of what they would, you know, their back end participation. And so the fact that they're singling out Scarlet in that way is a little bit contradictory in itself, in the sense that like you haven't made a big deal about this with you know any of these other people, and maybe it's the fact that she took it public is you know why yeah. they're trying to hit back so hard in that way. But yeah. yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really weird situation. And I honestly don't see any outcome unless there's like a huge piece of information that we don't know, uh, like not going in her favor. You know what I mean? Oh, in terms I don't of see the legal winning this. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, it, I would not be surprised if this gets settled uh, at a court, you know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. They're just, just going to pay her. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is the reason why these things are usually settled out of court is because the studios don't want to create a, a legal precedent, right? Once they do mm-hmm. that, then the, the, the floodgates open and everybody has yeah. the ability to, to, to do that. And they don't, they so have that bargaining she power. She should just not settle and be like, we're going to court, baby. I mean, it depends how strong her conviction, her convictions are in terms of mm-hmm. sending a message, right? Making a point, but, um, yeah, but it could go a variety of different ways, but you know, in con- in conjunction to that to that theory, right? A couple of days after this happened, we learned that several other um, prominent actresses, you know, such as Emma Stone, are considering going the same route. You yeah. know, with, yeah. with films like Cruella and stuff. And you know, it just again, it really it really begs the question of why are the female actresses the ones that are having to go to this extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if it were a male star, the story would probably be much different. Um, well, so. also, like, I think I sent you guys a, a tweet or an article about it. I think it was a tweet of like, uh, you know, some pe- people on the Internet got mad at Chris Pratt and all or were mean to yeah. Chris Pratt yep. and all of the other male Avengers had his back on Twitter. And not mm-hmm. one person has commented on this issue with Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. Or sucks, Chris to my Pratt knowledge, really. Douche. Yeah. And like, I don't even think they really said much about it when the movie came out, even like in support yeah. of the movie mm-hmm. yeah so it's Definitely. just upsetting <laughs> yep so You're you know to be the avengers <laughs> right yeah. this is this is something that we'll i'm sure touch back upon as as we sort of start to learn more and eventually yeah. hear the outcome, disney gets but... their cheeks clapped we can fucking come back and yeah. talk about it <laughs> exactly i don't know why i said that forgive me I don't it's, know it's okay, it's okay. i'm jacked on caffeine right now <laughs> i'm all jacked up on pvr <laughs> PBR and cold brew coffee. Ah, <laughs> uh, that explains it. Dude, what if PBR made a cold brew beer? That'd be Taylor. incredible. I thought Taylor. they do. They do have they? a hard they have a hard cold brew coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I was like, they, how have they not done that? Come on. <laughs> the thing is, they is have. that it's like uh, and Joel's no, had like, it. I have. It's 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 okay. The problem yeah. is, is like there's no like just black version, and I don't really like mm. my coffee with like cream and sugar. Um, and it's like, it just, it's, it, it's insanely sweet. Uh, yeah. so I don't really, so I don't really drink it. Um, yeah. I also don't really drink coffee unless I'm like trying to like wake up in the morning, not like get fucked up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to chug like five cold brews before I can go to set. Like hammer. that was a one star <laughs> review. If I ever heard one, Joel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that I mean, on the five marketing. stars for being PBR, but yeah, one yeah. star for like, 
my ability to like need to wake up in the morning to go to work. (laughs) So like, is this really the smartest idea? Um, yeah, they do make a THC weed drink and that shit fucking slaps. Oh yeah. No, the, the THC drinks are great. Um, well, that was a word from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. So, THGdrinks.com. I'm surprised that PBR <laughs> doesn't sponsor me already. I like. I know, right? We should I actually. Own, like, we should actually reach out to them and and see yeah. if we could seen, actually make that this happen. Is a, this is a fucking tangent, but have you seen their social media presence? Mm-mm. Yeah, that is something that they would actually probably do as a joke. I, that's and like, what we, and, and like we would benefit from it. Like, there you well, go. I know what your homework up. is, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> this dude got upset that a T-shirt that they like an exclusive T-shirt that they made sold out so quickly. So he made a bootleg one and then PBR like tweeted at him like, yo, that shit's hilarious. And then they started like sponsoring his bootleg T-shirts that's and awesome. Like, <laughs> it's like it's 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 hilarious. Hey man, if and, you can't if you can't beat him, join him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like some some fucking like twenty one year old Gen Zer is just like killing it over on the PBR Instagram. It's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, totally. Some like nice. some guy some guy tweeted like, "Oh, I'd buy a shirt if they weren't fucking thirty five dollars." And they responded, "Our beer is practically free, so our shirts are expensive." Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the best kind of response. <laughs> fucking amazing i love it dude. Dude. so yeah that's I great should, i should definitely be like sponsor our podcast please <laughs> yeah definitely. anyway uh i love pbr yeah. and also grapefruit sculpin if they also if if the college <laughs> boy also wants to speaking sponsor of tattoos that joel will have uh-huh. suicide squad <laughs> who, who is that <laughs> some guy's dying outside yeah <laughs> Joel's soul being crushed by how good the Suicide Squad was. Let me (laughs) let me take you guys back to a year called 2018. Paint you a little word picture. Mythic time was 2018. That's that's time Mm -hmm. rewinding. Oh yeah. Uh, Look, I trust. Here's you know, and I've I've had multiple friends be like, "Never bet against James Gunn, bruh." And I'm like, "That was me." That was me in the podcast. Well, it was, <laughs> but I wasn't. Yes, it it was you. But I also had friends just tell me that like yeah, the yeah, other day. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: like Guardians Two wasn't very good. It's not. You know but what it I wasn't mean? Bad. bad. It's not on the. It's not on the level of the first. But it's not bad. It's one of my by least favorite MCU movies. Uh, here's the thing: is look, obviously I love Slither. I love Super. You know what I mean? Like. Love James Gunn as a director. I obviously was super stoked for Guardians. Uh, I just had a f- after the perf- after seeing Guardians two, which I'm which I'm not a big fan of. Um, hearing about the Suicide Squad, I just in my brain was like, even James Gunn can't save this fucking dumpster fire. You know what I mean? That's fair. So it's not like I didn't trust him. I was just like, the Suicide Squad is so like past saving. Mm. That I think this is a pretty safe bet for me. Well, yeah, and it, it seems like you're betting more against Warner Brothers than you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> the thing you failed to realize, Joel, is that James Gunn is on the Warner Brothers team now. So therefore, you know, look, I knew, happens. I knew in the first like 15 minutes, I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is going to be so good. Yep. 
and it really it 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 starts out so good and it doesn't fucking stop dude yeah um i will say part part of the ending i was like that's fucking dumb but the movie can't be perfect right no it's it's definitely not but as a whole yeah it was it was really good um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna jump straight into spoilers because we don't like doing not spoilers you all know this you listen to the podcast um, so if you haven't seen it, go to a movie theater and see it. Mm-hmm. And then or if you're afraid of coronavirus, go home and watch it on, and watch HBO. It on HBO yeah. again. Yep. Just do both. Yep. At the same time. Watch it on your time. phone mm-hmm. on HBO Max while <laughs> you're sync the it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. James Gunn would approve. Or of play that. it play it like one minute ahead so when you really love the moment, you can look up and see it again. <laughs> like that was so cool. There it is again. So long as you're not a vocal reactor to things, because then you'll be reacting before the rest of the crowd and everyone will hate you. (laughs) Also, you'll have your phone out during the movie and everybody will hate you anyway. Exactly. So don't Um, listen to Joel. I thought, no, I mean, almost (laughs) never listen to me. (laughs) Uh, Set on this podcast. Touche. Even sometimes Uh, not then. Yeah. Case in I point. Really enjoyed how they set up a whole team in the beginning just to kill them all. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it is the de- it is the definition of the Suicide Squad. It's yeah, kind of what we expected with the first movie to a certain respect, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, the name, you know, all that stuff and, you know, all the stuff inherent, you know, with the property. Um, that just seems like something that would be expected. So I'm glad that, and to your point, Joel, that they sort of led, that Gunn himself led, you know, uh, yeah. really strong in that opening first, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Literally I mean, I... all of those big names that they've been promoting yeah. for so long. Mm-hmm did not even last 15 minutes. Like ah, so Lula good. is the only one that lasted 15 minutes. And even then it's only because they cut away for eight minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's funny because for me, yeah. like it was for, based on the trailers, it was pretty obvious who was not going to be around. Right. Oh, like the who movie. the leads were. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, like for me, yeah. I knew, I knew that it was going to be, um, not dead shot. What's his name? Uh, Fuck. Bloodsport. 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 Thank you. Even though technically it was supposed to be Deadshot originally and they changed it to Bloodsport. That's why I was getting confused. So, like, I knew it was going to be Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, um, uh, Rat Catcher. Rat Catcher, too. Yeah. uh, King Shark and Peacemaker, right? Sure. From from within that, it was like, okay, the question for me is, like, who is going to be within that main cast, the people that are going to die? But I still think that what's really great about it is how... You know people are going to die like it's it there's something about the first 5 10 minutes of this movie where it's just this feeling that you get right like even yeah. if you're not aware like there's something going on here right something big's yeah. going to happen and I think the way he does it is what was so surprising to me how how yeah. shocking some of those deaths were and how funny some of them were and just how unnerving the whole situation becomes. That they would have been part of like the main team at some point, and then like they kill them off throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what and I instead, thought. It's the whole team dies in like the first just, yeah. minute. It's like yeah, yeah. totally just annihilated. And I just freaking... like it just blows my mind. Like I was reading today that Flula put on twenty five pounds of muscle for <laughs> this movie to die. Mm-hmm. 
to die in five minutes of screen time. Yeah. Well, let's let's look. Let's be honest. I don't care if I die in the first two minutes of a movie. If Warner Brothers pays me to get fucking jacked. No, but that's like, what I'm saying. It's like me. Warner <laughs> Brothers paid for it. Like, I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just oh, saying yeah. they spent money training yeah. all of these well-known actors and up-and-coming actors to then kill them within five minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. so five minutes of screen time. It's just... Like it's insanely genius. Definitely, yeah, and 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 also like I think it's really interesting that just to the point of you know Flula being in the film, how these YouTubers and like internet personalities are actually starting to be in like really big movies now, right? And how that set, yeah. sets a certain yeah, expectation I mean, for like these characters, right? So I, yeah, I like Flula that. has been around a little bit longer doing actual yes. film and television. Like yes. he's in Pitch Perfect too and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um. But not right. in not I, in this. I, I get what you're saying. In this way, right? Yeah. Like such a prominent, important yeah. role because, especially with Javelin, like that actually informs Harley Quinn's character down the line, right? Sure. So yeah. I consider yeah. that yeah. character to be fairly important in terms of the storytelling. Um, yeah, totally. I also love how they bring back, like they brought back Boomerang. You know what I yeah. mean? And you you were kind of like, oh, Boomerang's back, and then you're like, oh, now Boomerang's dead. Like, Honestly, <laughs> yeah. that was one of the ones where I was like, dang it, I wish we could have seen more of Jai Courtney. In a fucking yeah. James Gunn film, because yeah. one of the things I love about Gunn is he knows exactly like which how how which actors are right for roles and and what yes. their yep. strengths and weaknesses are. Like a great example of that is is A. J. Courtney because he's often miscast, right? And he's really good when he's cast in the right role. But also Joel Kinnaman, right? I hated yes. Joel Kinnaman in the first movie, and I uh-huh. think he was freaking so incredible in this, in this film, yes. right? So Holy shit. it's yes. one of those things where it's like, why does Hollywood keep casting these guys, right? Like, why do these guys keep getting these major roles? And I think someone like Gun Gun comes in and proves like, yeah, there is a place, you know, for these people if you use them in the right way, in the right manner. And I think you yeah. know this film is really a testament to that. So totally. one of my favorite early moments is on the fucking the plane before they drop in the f- mm. first mission mm-hmm. and i forget who uh, it may have been like flula but, but he's like your name is tdk those are just letters it is, yeah. And then yeah boomerang is like all names are letters dickhead it's like, <laughs> yeah. all names are letters it's oh, so yeah. great i love it yeah like, it's a good joke but it's like a i mean it's a bad joke but it's like a great joke mm-hmm. like that's yeah. hilarious yeah. all names yeah. are letters like he's like yeah you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> seriously um speaking of uh the name being all letters tdk the detachable oh my kid gosh. when his fucking arms detach and they go up <laughs> and you're like, like, and you're like what are they gonna do and they just start slapping and you're like that's the shittiest superpower i've ever seen in my entire life oh and then and then <laughs> when they, so so cool. good, they shoot the arms and then he's just like writhing in pain on the ground <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's so ridiculous i also dude. just like uh, might be one of my favorite moments of philly and acting now is after he's like helping blackguard get his seatbelt on and he's just like now you're safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like the face he makes and the way he just throws yeah. it away like now you're safe dude Classic like, it, just, it was so so the funny fucking pathetic yeah. hand slaps i will never get over it dude. Like, yeah uh, 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 uh. oh my god <laughs> yeah and then when fucking rick flag is like he's harmless was well, not harmless he's killed 20 children but you know he agreed to do this it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> freaking yeah. weasel uh, well, okay, so anyway, they all die. Uh, 
and then we re- and then we get revealed that there is a first team, an A team, the mm-hmm. the team that was actually supposed to be on the mission. And this is a shitty diversion. Yeah. <laughs> Which totally makes sense because Waller's looking at these guys and like, TDK, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Oh, perfect. He's a yeah. pawn, right? He's a chess piece. Yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> oh, before we move on to that, Michael Rooker gets his head blown fucking Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting that Michael Rooker's kind of like the the thread that like leads us into this movie, right? Like, Yeah. Of course, you think James you're going to be with him for a while. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, of course, he's James one of Gunn. James Gunn's, like, favorite actors. He, he yeah. puts him yeah. in every one of his movies, no matter what, like, you know, all that stuff. But uh, I just found it was an interesting choice with the Rooker character to have him do something different in terms of running away. And then also having that sort of right. reinform the audience about he's the ruthlessness like the of Waller. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Um, she's sort of one of yeah. those characters who f- continues through for the uh, from the first movie. She's a crazy uh, ass bitch in this movie, dude. She is, yeah. yeah. You kind of saw it in the first film, and I think there's definitely like one of the things I appreciate about the first Suicide Squad is like some of the casting, right? Not all of it works for me, but like Margot Robbie, Amanda sure. Waller, like yeah. th- these are really, really awesome casting choices, right? So I don't think anybody can fault David Ayer for that, but I love that you know in this film James Gunn really takes it to the next level in terms of. That movie teased those personalities, right? And yeah. you really get to see that stuff flushed out in this film. Well, yeah. And uh, since you brought him up, I just want to point out something because I heard Kenneman talk about it recently of like, I, de- I just, I don't think that the trash fire that was the first Suicide Squad movie was entirely David Ayer's fault. Like, do you not, and I'm not saying you were saying No, absolutely that, not. But, no. Do not um, start saying it. Uh, release the A or no, no, I <laughs> no, think that's, no, no, I think no, no. That's a bunch of bullshit. I'm not going to yeah. say that. No, but um, but Kenneman was like, yeah, this is a good movie because we got to make the movie that we set out to make. Yeah, yeah. I actually you read a, so an clearly. interview with Kenneman that was really great, and it might have been the same one that you read. I also read one with um, oh gosh, the the guy who produced um, Jesus, I can't think of it right now. He's the guy who produced uh, like Batman vs Superman and all this stuff, and he was mm-hmm. talking about. As well as Suicide Squad. I think Charles Ro- I think Charles Roven it was it was with. Um and he was talking about on the Suicide Squad how like the first movie like wasn't the studio's movie and it wasn't David Ayer's movie. It was yeah. kind of like Oh, I watched uh, that. Like the they, yeah. they brought in and they brought in an editor. Yeah. Who yeah, wasn't no, the editor of the movie. No, it was it was they, um like, it was Nolan's editor, the guy who did all the Dark Knight yeah. movies and all of his films since. Um Lee fuck, I can't remember his last name, but he's an Oscar winning yeah. editor. Um yeah, and and they brought him in, and then eventually I watched that interview. They brought that uh that external marketing team to come in and essentially do the cut that we Trailer that we, Park, yeah, yeah, trailer yeah. Park, yep. And so you know, I think there's so something it's to Trailer be, Park's fault. I mean, not necessarily because like <laughs> Warner Brothers ultimately like didn't yeah, I know. Let I'm just kidding. David Ayer make his movie, but, but here's sure. the thing: that's about neither the here nor movie. I don't even see. I don't even see the skeleton of a good movie in that movie. Like the director's cut can't be any better because like. The, like the plot of the movie is still fucking bad. Like, I, the whole Entrancerous shit is awful. I agree that the third act probably wouldn't change much, but in terms of our investment in those characters, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot to be yeah. desired. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might get um, more like comedy moments, but that's not going to make the movie any better. You know what I mean? To a certain respect, eh. maybe. But yes, at the end of the day, like the you the you can't so you can't rewrite the movie at this point. You know what I mean? Like right. even yeah. like it's the same thing with with the Snyder cut. Like. 
yeah, it's improved Boo. in certain ways and it's longer and this and that, but it. it's essentially the same fucking movie. You know what I mean? Just yeah. longer and a little bit more drawn out. Yeah. So um, longer, more slow motion, more time for. And I know all the Snyder house. Bros would be like, "Dude, no way! It's the same movie." But it's the fucking same movie. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. It's the best yeah. movie that's ever existed, dude. Yeah, you just don't exactly. understand Zack Snyder. The, the masterpiece bro. known as the Zack Snyder's Justice League. What do you jerk off to regular porn, dude? I jerk off to slow. Oh my god. <laughs> Get on my level, bro. I jerk off to slow. -mo. Fucking okay. idiot. So all of you. point being though is so... that. <laughs> I think there's certain cornerstones that this film builds on on Ayers film. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the point that I was trying to get out. Um Yeah. And I without think without having to have seen that film though, either. Right. Like yeah. it does a great job of calling back to but also making it a standalone movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have like when seen. uh Boomerang and Harley first meet on the plane, like there's like you can tell there's like a rapport between them but you don't really need to know why right he's like yeah, oh, Harley, the, you got yourself back in prison and she's like yeah you know and it's like yeah, yeah. and just the quick recap from waller as she brings rooker in of like yeah. you know the drill this is how it goes like i'm implanting mm -hmm. a thing in you you die yeah. like yeah okay great that's all we you don't need to see the other movie now because you know the whole gist of the squad so. absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and um you know it's it's uh it's one of those things where you know I think a lot of this film's successes, as with most of James Gunn's films, you know, it really comes down to the script. And and this is a yeah. a masterclass in like, um, in big comic book storytelling, but also ensemble, you know, yeah. storytelling yeah. in terms of servicing multiple different characters. Hard. It's hard to do that right. It's yeah. very fucking hard. And and. I don't think he quite accomplished servicing every single character of those kind of core five or six that we follow but i oh, think so i the, don't have to get a tattoo then for for the most false. part like <laughs> yes uh for the most part <laughs> to the false part not to you not getting a tattoo uh, <laughs> that could have been confusing rats. um rats uh but he does for the most part a really good job of of fleshing out all these characters and making them all sympathetic and and really mm -hmm. as much as he can investing us in into this world you know what i mean and what i love the most is the classic you know, screenwriting thing of setups and payoffs, right? Like, yeah. there's yeah. little things in the first, you know, third of this movie, the first half of this movie that don't really seem like they're important and they're mm -hmm. extremely crucial to the story he's telling, right? These little details behind the characters, you know, all the little things that are set up. I just think it's really great. And, and also to have a movie that is thematically relevant in a way that mm -hmm. we have not seen before, right? This movie is essentially like a deep meditation on imperialism, right? And and the mm -hmm. American influence like overseas. And I love the fact that he was able to to put that into us like a big budget two hundred million dollar like superhero movie, right? Yeah. And it's pretty easy when you have a character like Peacemaker, right? Where it's just like, <laughs> I mean, really hands down. Even if you know he does get really like deep and metaphorical about it, but just the line like. I care about peace so much. I don't care about how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it. It's no, like, ex yeah. exactly. That's and America. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. one of those lines that's like, okay, that's really funny, but that actually plays into the theme of the story at the end, right? And yeah. and what's really yeah. interesting is is James Gunn sets uh, Bloodsport and and Peacemaker up as like he makes the joke like you're both the same. You do the same thing, yeah. right? And then you have the yeah. whole thing, which we'll talk about later. The smaller bullets, the the kill off, yep. if if you want to call it that. Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, like it's it's a really important storytelling setup because at the end of the film, in the third act, both of those characters represent 
the opposite sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. right? Whereas yeah. Peacemaker is all about the traditional American imperialism, like the fact that um, I keep wanting to call him Deadshot, the, fa- the, the fact that <laughs> Bloodsport, uh, you know, decides to go and save the town and, and essentially be a hero, like pre- presents the opposite side to that. So I think yeah. it's just really smart storytelling, really smart visual storytelling. No, I love totally. that line where he's like, I do exactly what you do, but better. And he goes, if it's exactly what I do, how can it be better? I hit everything in the middle. He's like, yeah, but I hit everything in the middle too. Through your holes. I don't even touch them. Smaller bullets. Smaller bullets. Smaller bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what your you're talking about the with, the, with the payoff of yeah, a smaller bullet line is just like, oh, funny, haha, in the first 10 yep. minutes of the movie. And mm-hmm. then... Yep. And also, he's off real big at the end. I just think it's fucking hilarious how Peacemaker's gun is just so, like, incredibly comically large. Like, it's it's one of the funniest visual gags. Reminds me of a comically large screwdriver (laughs) from Adam and Paul. Oh, man. Comically large (laughs) screwdriver. Um, That went through my head. It did. Uh, I love King Shark more than life itself. (laughs) King Shark. Is the new group. Anawe. Anawe has his group. Nanawe. Nanawe. They don't call him King Shark once in the whole movie, I don't think, right? I think a Waller calls... Maybe not. I don't think so. She introduces him by his name, I think. Hmm. And then they call him his name the whole time. King Shark Nanawe, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I guess I'll have to watch it for a third time. They they just call him by his actual name the whole movie, which is... I thought... I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Well, they uh, do that with a lot of them, actually. Like, because even during the, you know, the the climax fight, um, now I'm doing it, Taylor. Uh, Bloodsport. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Calls Polka Dot Man by his real name. Oh, yeah, he does, huh? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. We um, did not. Milton? Is that? Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. It's a joke, Taylor. I know. <laughs> um, it's it's like it's like Anmar just, or something just, like that. Yeah, it's um, that sounds it's, familiar. Uh, sure, Abner, Abner Krill. <laughs> Abner, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did let's you guys talk- catch the Calendar Man cameo. Oh, yes, no, I didn't actually. Sean Gunn. Sean oh no! Gunn. Oh, that's who he was playing. That makes sense. So when he sees, yeah. what, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see what the tattoo said across his forehead, mm-hmm. and then I saw it on Twitter. I saw a screen cap, and it was like. It's February, the March, yeah. April, yeah, nice fucking calendar, man. Which is funny because it's like they're come, they're doing that like Matt Reeves thing. It's supposed to be like, calendar man, bro. Right? Are like, you, uh, yeah. are you gonna show up in the Batman or what? Right? <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. Yeah. That'd be I dope. love that yeah. they just like showed like ridiculous DC villains, like just like ah, eh, it doesn't really matter. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like kaleidoscope, right. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about Polka Dot Man for a second because my that's, favorite, right? So I had a feeling that I was gonna connect with this character <laughs> just in terms of the you depression and did. all that. And yeah. I mean, he was a little bit different than I would have imagined. But I just love on a base level, right? On a surface level, the fact that Gunn is willing to take like the stupidest looking DC character ever, right? In the comics. Mm-hmm translate that literally to the screen and actually like make it work and make us. Care. Yeah. Right. So I think there's something to be said for that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, go, David Das Mal, Das Malchin. I don't yeah. know how to say his last name. Das Malchin. Das Malchin. Yeah. So, das Malchin. Um, I have loved him for a long time, but mm-hmm. this role just 
took the cake for me. Like, I don't think anyone else could have done this role after seeing it. No. And the just, like, the the empathy you have for this guy. And, like, speaking of Milton, when he's like, <laughs> I liked Milk. Milton from the start. I just didn't say anything. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Who's Milton? Like it just and then just just like you said, like the depression of it, and then Mm -hmm. into that like heart of gold. Like he was just trying to make. This is Michael Rooker's IMDb. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude! Michael Rooker's a boss, dude. (laughs) I was like, the Suicide Squad IMDb page, and I was like. Who let him upload that? As his <laughs> <laughs> Michael uh, Rooker does what he wants. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know, like the nuance of him in that character. It's just like so sweet. Like literally, so, spoilers, but when he got squished, everyone that I was with literally went, no! I was like, oh. I was just <laughs> like starting to fall in love with this character. I know. Yeah. Like, um, obviously, it was going to happen. Totally. But... Well, what, something that's really Ugh. interesting that I was reading so about um, Dave Desmulchen, which, by the way, he's agreed. He's an incredible actor. I think the first thing I saw him in was The Dark Knight. Um, mm-hmm. and he, does, uh, he does the voice of Calendar Man in the DC animated universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a fun callback. I don't know if you guys incredible character yeah. actor, right? And I'm glad that he's actually finally getting. <laughs> oh like... my god, that's probably why James Gunn had Calendar Man yell at him. Oh, for sure. I would not be surprised. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Now I totally Sorry, lost Taylor. my train. It's okay. No, 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 no. I just, I love. It's, it's all good. No worries. Um, I love Dave, Dave Dasmalchen. And the interesting thing I was reading about this beforehand is, uh, actually, like after Gunn cast him, and unbeknownst to him. Uh, he revealed that he actually has, um, oh gosh, what is it? Uh, Vitiglio. And so mm. in a certain way, he actually like related to the character and he was actually yeah. made fun of uh, like what? W- uh, Vitiglio, which is where you have like white and uh, black skin. like like Your pigmentation oh, of your yeah, skin yeah, is yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's like spots basically. And so, mm-hmm. so he severely like related to the character, right? And I think cool. having he that- also- Go ahead. Sorry, no, he also has like a history of like drug and depression and and stuff too. So yep. he has that like yep. darker side of the character too. Yeah. But anyway, absolutely, yeah. No, and they actually uh, interviewed him on uh, one of the Collider Live episodes way back when, Joel. Hmm. Um, no and he, way. Yeah, he talked like about a little bit of his on, history dude. and stuff. And and the Dark Knight was one of his first like big roles, and he wasn't expecting yeah. to get it. And I mean, you know, obviously that's neither here nor there, but uh, I just love that 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 informed the character, you know, in terms of his personal history with with yeah. that disease mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think it really yeah, just cool. adds, you know, to the sort of subtext of the movie and 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 really like with people with conditions like that gives them something to relate to in these movies mm-hmm. as well. Right. Like it's not just one th- sort of thing that Gunn is honing in on in terms of relatability of these characters. So. Um, he's he's in the Dark Knight and Gotham. Yeah, yep. He's been in some, and, and he's in the and Ant Man. He's Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. That's he's a part of the. He's a part of the crew. Like yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, yeah. he's the Russian guy, and uh, yeah, he's got the he has the dumb hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's had a pretty incredible career, and he's been involved with like all of the big franchises, basically. I think, yeah. with the exception of Star Wars, is the only one he hasn't done yet. But Not yet, yeah. Yet. Yeah, not yet, exactly. <laughs> but he has an interesting look, so you know, like, he's going to get cast yeah. in an episode of Mandalorian or whatever. But, uh, yeah, beyond that, um, 
I think my favorite character out of all the new characters was actually Ratcatcher. I mean, Ratcatcher mm-hmm. is very much the heart and the soul of the movie, right? Oh, in yeah. terms of uh, you know, the emotional component of the story and I just really fell in love with that character, man, and and which who would have thought, ask you, right? Like let me ask you yeah. a question. When she first did her like backstory flashback against the bus mirror, I had did no you idea. Realize that that was Taika. I had yes. no idea, and then I didn't. I didn't know till the very yeah, end. Yeah, no, and then oh, fuck, that's Taika Waititi. Sarah and I were yeah. watching it, and I'm like, "Is that is that Taika?" And she's all, "Yep." And I'm like, "Wow, okay." I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't realize. Great cameo. The first time around. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. knew instantly, and one other person I was with did, but then everyone else we were with did not until the end. They're like, "Oh yeah. my gosh!" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so you know just in terms of cast i i I think what amazing job he did putting together this cast i mean just wow and we haven't really talked about margot robbie much but i mean what else is there to say like she is harley quinn made to be harley quinn she is harley quinn at this point like it's one of those things like rdj is um iron man like jacked man yeah yeah huge jackman like they're She's she has defined the character at this point. Um, well, and I feel like the only su- the only successful for the most part DC movies post Nolan have been the Harlequin, like the movies with Harley or like rather that character ha- is one of the only ones that has been properly done since. Yeah. Like even in I'd I'd argue even in Suicide Squad yeah. Like, yeah. she was the best part about that movie. I mean, yes. Yeah, so, I agree. What about um, Jared Leto's The Joker? She she was she was definitely one of <laughs> one of my... Because, you know, right from the beginning, it's like, okay, this is obvious that Margot Robbie is, like, perfect for this character, right? I think the yeah. big thing with Suicide Squad and what this movie really tries to, to fix in that respect is, like, the sexualization of the character, which yes. also was kind of done in Birds of Prey, too, um, which... I mean, they've I made a step away from each yeah, time. Yeah, I don't, I don't but have a yes. huge, a huge thing against that, right? It's just more so the way that she was portrayed in that film. Like Harley Quinn's always kind of been a little bit of a sexualized character, right? Like there's always been sure. that sort of like yeah. in her attachment to Joker and all that stuff. But making yeah. it more, more than just that is what's important, right? And I yeah. think this this story in particular. So I guess we could talk about the Harley Quinn sequence, which when we were when we were watching it, I was like. This is a fantasy, right? This feels like a total fantasy, a total dream. <laughs> and for a second, can we also just talk about how James Gunn is really, 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 really good at making movies that feel like comic books, right? Like uh-huh. that whole sequence with Car- Harley Quinn yeah. feels like a comic Beautiful. book with splash yeah. pages and and these these sort of surreal uh, settings in terms Frames. of the lighting and yeah. the framing and, and all the stuff that's going on, right? And... Uh, I just think it's so wonderful the twist that happens because I was like thinking to myself, oh, oh she, this is when she kills the general. Yeah, exactly. And the you president. think, oh, this is going to be something that's in her head that and all, she's going to yeah. be like back on the beach, like conked out or something. And and the fact that it actually like, no, this is really happening. You know, it's a it's a great that twist. speech is so good. Like I promised myself when I saw a boy from with a red flag, I would kill him. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I should just break up with him. But <laughs> it's so good. I say, why like, are you yelling crawling on the floor, like dying. It's a yeah. classic like trauma. James Gunn, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And that's what this like this movie is just the perfect it's like the the 
perfect culmination of James's career so far. Mm-hmm. It's trauma Ooh, meets yeah. Scooby Doo meets Guardians mm-hmm. all in one. It's yeah. like all the best parts of his career Absolutely. put into one movie, and it's. I felt a lot of incredible. slither in this film as well. I yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, totally, especially with, in, with all of the I, yeah, but that's like who, yeah, closer yeah, to the, the trauma, the starro, right, right, the yeah, starro yeah. stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. Oh, yeah. bordering on body horror. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and. But here's the thing, too, is it's like, to your point, Lauren, it's like one side of it is like James Gunn, the the trauma guy, right? Like blood and guts and like hardcore shit. And the other side is like James Gunn, the sentimentalist, right? Where it's, where it's, oh, uh, uh, don't eat me, uh, now way or, you know, cause, cause I'm your friend. You know what I mean? Like, it's this, go ahead. I, that, I, every, everything that comes out of King Shark's mouth is the best thing that's ever happened to my mm-hmm. life i just like <laughs> would you meet your friends and he just me have no friends just yeah. if if you had friends would you eat them and i love the pause and he's like no, no. yeah <laughs> and then blood sport is like he's clearly lying yeah, <laughs> yeah totally like, will will be friends and he's like okay yeah like, it's just i love they use his dialogue sparingly but it is always so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, me read book. Me smart. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking upside down. Uh, he like, learned Spanish, guys. Yeah. Like, he's not dumb. He's not dumb. He's just like childlike, you know? He's very, very yeah. simple in his tastes and, and, uh, and all that. But, uh, me but, wear disguise. <laughs> what disguise could you possibly wear? Seriously. I, 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 for me, I Fake think mustache. part of the reason why I love Ratcatcher and King Shark to a certain respect is that sweetness of those characters, yeah. right? Like they're around all this crazy shit that's happening. They're kind of like just there trying to make their, you know, survive basically. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, that's I find it her whole story. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, by the way, um, Daniela Melchior? Melchior? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I've ever seen her anything, but I absolutely loved her as a character aside from the writing yeah. and everything. And uh, really looking forward to seeing what she does after this because she yeah. looks like she has the potential to be a big star. Hmm. Um, she did really good, yeah. especially in that like climax scene with uh, the Peacemaker. Like, yeah. Oh, God, it was yep. fucking so good. Exactly. Very good stuff. Uh, I guess we should talk about a little bit about... Um, <laughs> The the, uh, the kill off sequence. I just want to highlight that for a second because oh yeah, uh, I think my favorite gag from that is the hatchet gag where John Cena just like oh, as he's as like he walking like a bunch of yeah. It's when just... they to clarify what you mean by the kill off is when they're trying to rescue Rick Flag. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a competition. They're they're the having camp. the competition yeah. between <laughs> yeah, the two, yeah. right? And it's it's so funny. And they're like, "Oh, it doesn't count." He's like, "Yes, it does." And then the guy explodes <laughs> like right after or whatever it I happens. Love when he like shoots, anyway. he shoots the table and the table collapses and the fan goes into the fucking oh yeah, tub, and the guy, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like who can uh. who can kill somebody in the most ridiculous way, right? Also, and can we talk about the entire penis that we see in that? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's Seriously. James Gunn. You're gonna see a fucking naked dude. Yep. Oh, come on. Yeah. I know. Marvel, I was just Marvel like, won't let him do it, so he's got to do not it. Not expecting yeah. that, and then my friend literally goes, "Oh, that is a full penis in the movie theater." <laughs> full like frontal. full voice. She was like, "That is a full ass penis." <laughs> Great. That is hilarious. I love it. Um, uh, I think I think a line that I that I w- wanted to hate, but it just got such a good laugh out of me, was when he was like, "No one likes a show off," and John Cena yeah. goes. 
they do a bunch of showing off as dope as fuck. And I'm like, yeah. Just, <laughs> and then Bloodsport's like, yeah, fuck, fuck he's, he's like, right. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. Like, that just made, like, nothing about me should like that joke, but I, I, I laughed so hard. It's like, the delivery, so dude. Good. It's it's the fact that the, the like they said it's like the douchey Captain America, right? Like John Cena yeah. plays that to a T, which is which is great because it also plays on his persona, you know, his wrestling yeah. persona and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, in the very next moment, it's such <laughs> a I think I think simple humor works amazing, right? So like they open the thing, and like Rick Flag is clearly not under any sort of duress, right? Yeah. He's like he's he's made friends with like uh like the rebels, right? Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. like the country. And just the most simple joke, like, where are all my men? Why did they not alert me of your presence? And everyone just goes, I didn't see anybody. <laughs> they were all, gone. Uh... Simple, simple joke, but fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, and then buttoned with polka dot mans. I pretended they were my mom and I killed them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when Starro is, is his mom at the end, too, oh, is a pretty gosh. great payoff i like when he's dancing in the club with his mom that's the- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the new uh that's the new zemo dance right there mm-hmm. right let's just get the yo speaking the of Polka rat catcher too sebastian yeah the little rat. my favorite sebastian. part is when they bring him all the drinks and then they're like you got <laughs> sebastian and he's like give me a drink yeah yeah i just love that hand. james gunn is like i'm gonna take animals that like people <laughs> necessarily don't love and i'm gonna make people fall in love with them right same Look, thing with rocket raccoon say- I for I don't know if our listeners know about my rodent history this year <laughs> <laughs> in London, but uh, there was a point in time for a couple months where I had some rodent friends that kept getting into my house Eesh. and my bedroom. One was a big ass mouse. One was a giganto rat. Nice. And so, you just befriended them. No, I did not befriend them. Oh, I was about to say, like, that's not a uh, good idea. They probably have no. Yeah. Uh, no, I ran screaming to the other side of my flat because the mouse almost fell on my face. Oh, um, flat. we get it. You're in the UK. <laughs> 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 um, but long story short, I have been traumatized by rodents this year in my household. <laughs> like like so <laughs> watching, yes, uh, watching this movie was a little difficult, but... Sebastian made it a little bit easier. Absolutely. He was so he was so cute. Knowing that he's CGI probably helps too. I mean, no, actually there <laughs> were two rats that played him. Oh, really? It looked like at some uh-huh. points it was a digital one, rat. I mean, but... sure, yeah, some of it was CGI. Yeah. But there there are two rats. One's called Jaws oh, and that's one's right. called Crisp Rat. I saw that. Crisp Rat. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... The ending scene when he when Bloodsport goes to like pet Sebastian, that was clearly fucking Oh yeah, yeah uh, of course. Yeah. Of course, a lot of it was CGI, but also yeah. they did have practical rats. Yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of practical, I love that they built yeah. like real sets and used real locations. Like, yeah, there's a ton of CGI in the third act, like for obvious reasons. Like, yeah. But um, but the fact that they tried to do as much practically as possible really speaks to uh, you know gun style as well as like trying to get away from like the all green screen look that they've been doing for a while. Yeah. Um, the, you know, when, uh, uh, when Nanawe rips a dude in half, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a dummy that they put, um, they put FX like ribs and stuff on. So yeah. like, Such a they actually ripped move, a yep. live, not alive, but like yeah. a practical a They probably dummy. use like pig, <laughs> like pig guts or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, that's another shot. That's like a fucking, that's a splash page shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, that's something that would, you would see drawn see in, a in a comic book, book yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. And I mean, it goes to that point. So, you know, gun checking all the right boxes in this movie, pretty much like seems, it yeah, seems at this part. point, like he kind of knows what he's doing and we should probably <laughs> trust him as a filmmaker, I'm Joel. The fuck up. <laughs> I love that I you bet say- against. Sorry, just real quick, Lauren. I no, love no, no. that you bet against the movie that does almost everything right. Yeah, if it was. Look, like I said, if it had turned out to be like Guardians Two, I would, I would have to honestly admit to you guys, true. like, I, I wasn't a fan. Like, that's true. Yeah, not, not that I hate Guardians Two, but I yeah. didn't think it was a good movie. So yeah. I think on that, I think on that premise, if it was about that same level, I, I, I would be able to get off by saying like, totally, I don't like totally, it, so. and and obviously you had no way to like know the quality yeah. of the movie at that point. Like you're gambling, but I still love the fact that you're like you, you bet against the house and you lost, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. I will say doctor as fucking the thinker. That's what I was just gonna bring up. I think um actually I think Dom was the one who I saw post about it and I agreed with. I that was probably the one part that I was like a little underwhelmed by. Um like I just wanted to see a little bit more of his backstory and a little bit more of him, especially having my BFF Peter Capaldi in that role. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your boy, Peter Capaldi. Uh, my boy. Um, from that one time, Joel and Emily pushed me to meet him at Comic Con. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I think if I had to pick one part of the film that I'm like, yeah, it could have been better. I would say probably expanding on Guy's Graves. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, definitely like not. A- a terrible character by any means i think no the, the it thing just felt is, incomplete well it's it's he's there to service the story right whereas the other characters yeah. are actual characters with real arcs like he's just there to service the story he doesn't have much he's there for, to do he's there yeah, for star but i feel like exactly. i feel like we got almost even more of a backstory about like the president yeah that harley true. kills than we did us like I know they make a dumb joke about like the things in his head making him his brain work good or better or whatever. Yeah. But like we st- still didn't really get an explanation of why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would have loved to know like what how he started putting the shit in his head, you know? Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And and I think like to that point, like when when the thinker actually bites the dust, it's kind of like, eh, okay. yeah. You know, like there's no gets his fucking arm and leg ripped off. Dude. Yeah, there's and no then smash against a wall. Yeah, other yeah. than being like a really cool death visually. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, he's tortured this thing for thirty years, so it's justified. You deserve it, but bro. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is Starro the Conqueror of Worlds, so it's like I don't know. You weren't, you know. Yeah. I also I saw a meme going around that like they're like, oh, Starro the Conqueror and Kang the Conqueror, like get introduced around the same time coincidence <laughs> and i'm like well, uh, i mean i just uh, yeah first of all it's, it's not kang that we've seen yet but okay yeah <laughs> um, i mean well, he is, said but, he was a conqueror yeah but he's not the conqueror that's sure. true um but that's I neither heard the, like the finale fight against like starro when he escapes we got the uh the peacemaker mm-hmm. versus rick flag fight dude yeah yeah, yeah. i really i i kind of really thought rick flag was gonna come out victorious in that fight 
I was kind of sad, you know. I never thought I would be yeah. sad to see Rick Flag go, but I was kind of sad. Yeah. Me I too. mean, the fight was, they were pretty evenly matched. I thought, like, I don't know, like, I feel like in those fucking fast movies, you know, when, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel fight, they just, like, beat the shit out of each other, and at the end they, like, lay on the ground, and they're like, oh, good game. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, all oily truce. and, like, muscly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought they were just going to beat the shit out of each other and then call like a truce in the end. And then instead, Rick Flag gets stabbed through the fucking heart with like a piece of broken toilet or something like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Especially like brutal because he's kind of the best like rehabilitated character fucking. Yeah. From from the original. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, the, the, the last act was was pretty solid. Like, I, I it's definitely not incredible, in my opinion, like it very much runs through the motions aside from the character stuff, right? The character stuff sure, is yeah. of course really good. Aside from the character stuff, I just felt like the action, you know, it kind of runs through the motions. Like yeah. there's 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 some cool stuff there, but it's nothing like groundbreaking or revolutionary, right? I think the best thing is the way that like I mentioned before, Gun shoots it, where you have these awesome like two, three shots. Like the uh the one that comes mm-hmm. to mind is when they're running from the um when Jotunheim's like falling over and they're running yeah. up the, and it's Harley yeah. and like Yeah. Those are beautifully framed shots, right? Like that shit is cinematic as fuck. But I love mm-hmm. the cheesiness of fucking him landing on the fucking platform and then it collapses yeah. to the next yeah. level. Yeah. Collapses to the next level. Yeah. And then collapses yeah. to the next it's level. Like it's like a Looney Tunes like, cartoon, oh right? God. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but no, I mean I like overall I think I think it works for the movie. I I, I didn't oh gosh. Sorry. Of course, I'm getting a call right now. Um, yeah, I think it works for most of the movie, um, but I just I wasn't really sold 100% on terms of uh, something that's massive, you know, in terms of like what you would expect from a story like this. I'm really glad, though, with that said, it's not a world ending event, right? Like, I think that actually mm-hmm. works one of the things that didn't work about the first suicide squad it, was the I fact it that it was that been, though it could have been but it was just Starro took over the rest of the city he would go on to the rest of the world yeah. well yes assume. but it but at the end of the day it would just be another blue light in the sky right like that trope we always see yeah. of like even in suicide yeah. squad that should happen like you get the blue light in the sky and a bunch of cgi like people you're fighting and you know <laughs> i think that that was really smart of him to do that but i just don't know if I need to watch it again, but I feel like there's something with the third act that doesn't quite sit right with me, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah I feel like because uh, I rewatched it again, um, and I think a little bit of it, of it is just rushed. I, th- I think that's, to yeah. me, kind of the biggest problem with it, and I think it stems back to what I was saying with Greaves is like, once we get into Jotunheim, like, I don't think we've had enough of a backstory with him. And I also don't think we've had enough of a backstory with Starro. Like, yeah. it's a pretty quick, like, yeah. oh, they found me They found me in space, and now he's been torturing me for 30 years, and now I'm going to break free. I think you're actually right on that, Lauren. Like, that, that makes a lot of sense to me, you know what I mean, in terms of just pushing things along a little bit, maybe a little bit more quicker than they should have been, but... At mm-hmm. the same time, this is already a two-hour and 12-minute movie, you know, and, and sure. anything longer than that, like, is increasingly difficult to sell a market a la Dune. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, I, I see why they yeah. did it. Yeah. And ultimately, it is more, I think, about setting up the Suicide Squad than the villain. So, like, yeah. I get it because the 
obviously the character setup as we've talked about paid off tremendously especially yeah. compared to the last one <laughs> um but even compared to birds of prey as well like mm -hmm. they didn't do a great job setting setting up the other birds either in that yeah, movie yeah. Yeah. my opinion yeah um so i i get it but i think that in my opinion i think that's why the third act is a little yeah Slightly under par. Definitely. I, I, can, was, I, can agree. I was kind of okay with Starro not getting a lot of backstory because I kind of saw, and this is the callback to how we talked about how James Gunn was making it more about like imperialism, right? I saw sure. the lead bad guys like Amanda Waller and Peacemaker. Well, sure, yeah. Trying to hide the fact that the American government was like sponsoring this country and Starro's like, you know, like experimentation, right? Right. But I but think it didn't in that... so much about that because it was like Peacemaker was really the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, but even in that, it's just like, oh, surprise, the U.S. government was connected to this. Like, yeah. again, I think yeah. if we had more of a backstory of sorrow and what all went down aside from it being U.S. astronauts, then that villain storyline, yeah. if you want to call it that, also would have paid off more. I, I see what you're saying, Lauren, yeah. because it's very, like, lip service-y kind of dialogue. Like, oh, this happened, and then, like... It's that's, expo. That's it's not yeah, it's totally. seeing it, you yep. know? Absolutely. Yep, totally. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, at the end they they uh, eventually defeat Starro. Uh, Harley I, Quinn has a cool moment. Answer where me she, this. Oh, go ahead. Why do why do hundreds of bullets not pierce the eyeball, but a javelin will? <laughs> they might not have been aiming towards the eyeball. The eyeball's so fucking huge. One I of know, them but. Hit. It also is very high up, and they were all on the ground shooting. So, like, I don't well, think they were you getting could, that. You high could up. also argue bullet, bullet. You could, if you, we want to get technical here, you could argue bullet velocity, and you could also argue that Starro's skin, especially the eyeball, is like that of like a rhino, basically, right? Where it's like a, a bullet might not necessarily penetrate the skin, but something long and sharp like a javelin With could potentially the weight of Harley behind it. Exactly. So, you, it's, think, yeah. you think the weight of a person and also is rats. <laughs> You think the weight of a person is stronger than how fast a, a bullet comes out of a gun? There's no, no, no. Way. What I'm the saying, the pressure of a bullet coming out of a gun and hitting something is way stronger than I could push a javelin. Oh, of course. But I'm saying you have. I guess what I'm arguing is that with the bullets, it seemed like they weren't shoot. They weren't like Lauren said, like necessarily focusing on the eye, right? Like, and even if it did, I just find it hard to believe that you're of all of them spraying gunfire up mm -hmm. into the air, like none of them hit the eyeball. It's yeah. it's. It's I like mean, half of his body. We're talking about what's hard to believe when with with a star, a hundred foot starfish star with a, a, an eyeball like I have parts to. of itself out of its armpit. Yeah, like I have I'm not to like, talk shit about something in this movie. <laughs> just just because <laughs> I have to find something wrong with this movie, uh, and that's and that's and that's what I found wrong with it. All right, well, it's go. fine. You don't have to get a Starro tattoo. Then you can get yeah. a different tattoo. Yeah, okay, exactly. good. <laughs> um and then uh unless you get a star on your butt because starfish and buttholes i'm not i'm not opposed to my butthole tattoo uh, get a, a i didn't say on your butthole hot dog flavored oh. water tattoo well i was talking about my butthole i know but that's gonna that would be super painful yeah, yeah. it would but no, like next to your butthole <laughs> like around inside the cheek no like on your cheek like a target I, no that was my original idea taylor <laughs> on on the comic-con zoom oh, that God. was my original idea there you go but um, i don't want to i also i also find it hard to believe that that 
that that that many rats exist in one city. That was like a, uh, that was like a billion rats. I, I have 100% faith. I have 100% they do. faith. It's like an ocean of rats. They Dude, do, it's, A, it's a South American <laughs> country. Look, I'm not, I'm not no, trying to I've disparage. No, I've seen a lot of rats. I'm not trying Only to disparage any house. countries, but it is South America, right? We know it's not the cleanliest place at certain areas. But then think about a city like New York, dude. You don't see many of these these rats and these these varmin, but they're hiding. They're, they're, hiding. they're, they're, they're in the shadows. They're in the sewer. They're in all these places you yeah. don't see them. And so for me, that totally like I didn't question that. I've at seen all. I'm a like, lot here. That's one hundred percent realistic. <laughs> You've seen the same rats over and over. <laughs> yeah. No, I've yeah. seen a lot throughout the city. Yeah. Yeah, they're just traveling rats. Yep. Throughout the country, actually. They like to travel far. That's funny. I'm going to So, yeah, I mean, you know, you <laughs> I guess the movie ends with, like, the heroes. Oh, TDK. <laughs> Send my arms <laughs> to smack you. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I'm now imagining your old. arms going through TSA, sitting <laughs> on a plane by themselves. Just in a duffel bag. Uber home from LAX, <laughs> knocking Jeez. on my door, and then just fucking slapping me. Too much. They have their own passport where it's just a picture of like two arms in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you know they're mine because of my tattoo. So. Right. Yeah. Obviously. I got you. Uh, yeah. The ending, they uh, they all make friends. Fucking Ratcatcher 2 hugs Nanawe. Oh, we're friends. We. Oh, I thought he was going to fucking die, dude. When he oh, died, yeah. Dude, that was a long drop. I was like, no. Don't well, also him. when all his new dumb friends like were eating him. Dumb friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was so sad. Friends. But he didn't die, so that was good. You I can't kill both that. Polka Dot Man and King Shark. Yeah, I know, right? I it's would, like a cardinal in the same sin. Movie. It's cardinal I would have been sin. extremely sad. Uh, Steve Agee, who we have not talked mm-hmm. about yet, has fucking hilarious in this movie. Yeah, um, also really King love, Shark. I love all the. I love all the. Um, the control room people Antics. in this movie are. Super funny, yeah. Yeah. Like how yeah. they knock out Amanda Waller so can, <laughs> so the Suicide Squad can go like save the city. Yeah. Um, oh, call back to the very beginning when fucking Weasel jumps out and like, did anybody check if Weasel could yeah. swim? <laughs> oh my god! Steve's face is like, Ugh, yeah, yikes. yeah. Yep. And then did you guys Pretty see um, the post credit scene? Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It yeah. was, oh, well, no, it was top of credits. Top of credits. Yeah. It was yeah, top yeah. of credits, yeah. Um, chokes up the water. I knew like he was going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. How do you create a character like that and not, like, kill them? You know what I mean? <laughs> or not keep them alive, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How does the movie end end? Because Bloodsport says, I've uploaded all this American spy footage. Mm-hmm. If we don't go free, you guys are fucked. And Amanda Waller's like, okay, you guys have your freedom. So it's him... Harley, Ratcatcher 2, and uh, Nanawe. Nanawe get mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. And then they get picked up, right, by a ship? Yeah, they're like, like, by like... By like a helicarrier? Yeah, they're like airlifted, yeah. and that's like basically the end. And like, yeah. we don't see where they go, right? Correct. They just leave. Yep. Yeah, they just get rescued. Yeah. Suicide Squad 2. Right. The Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Which would mean they have to get like arrested again at some point. <laughs> Well, it's like Harley. Yeah. Oh, how'd you make it back into prison? <laughs> like right. very casual, you know. Had oh. red rage um, yeah. in a and bank. Then, 
good. Bloodsport's daughter. I worked with that girl. Oh, oh Storm uh, Reed. Yeah. Oh, nice. Storm Reed is Storm Reed, a great yeah, actress. She was in Searching Two, right? So I worked oh. on Searching oh, Two. Oh, nice. right. She like played the lead on that. Yeah, nice, nice. dude. I didn't realize. So I was like, she oh was shit, I know you. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, by yeah, the way, she was great too. Even setting that up. Yeah, seriously. Um, did you guys catch the post post credits? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Uh, Please, of course. Uh, I thought they were talking Not about noobs, Rick Flag Taylor. at first. I thought they were too. I know. I thought they were talking about Rick Flag. Yeah. But it makes well, more sense. We, we know there's a Peacemaker show, so. Yeah. No, and sense. that's the thing. Is like I was mad because I looked up during the credits, like if they're post credits. And it was like, yeah, you have to stay till the end because you're not going to believe what happens. And then it was fucking Peacemaker. And I was like, we already know <laughs> he's yeah. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a prequel, which I highly doubt. Yeah, well, honestly, when, when I was watching the movie, I was like, there's no way Peacemaker makes it out of this alive, right? And so my assumption was that it was going to be a prequel, right, mm. in terms of the series. Um, yeah, me too. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull this off and how they sort of not necessarily retcon his death, but how they well, write themselves just around it. The building just collapsed. We didn't see him die. No, he, no, he, no, he got shot in the fucking neck. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's. Yeah, it could be. Like it could he be dies. Like, it could be like fight if it club, didn't hit you know, the artery, where it like grazes the the edge or something. You know. Ah, well, that's what. No, he put it up in his. He probably has out. like trachea yeah. trauma. Cheek. But but still, it's the same but, idea where you shoot yourself in the mouth, yeah. you can still survive. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I like how they're like, well, what do you want with them? Like, just to save the fucking world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Man. What I'm curious about is how Peacemaker is actually going to uh, sort of hold up his own show in terms of being mm-hmm. essentially a protagonist. Because right? he's going to be hilarious. That's how. Well, I think so. But it's like with someone so despicable. This entire beach was covered in dicks and I had to eat them all for freedom. I would do it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. Still. No, no questions asked. Yeah. Why is the beach full of dicks? Who knows why madmen do what they do? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's too good. Um, so yeah, what would you guys? Uh, I guess closing this out, what would you guys give this movie in terms of an overall rating? Zero out of ten. No tattoos needed. <sighs> Boo. Okay. Uh, a solid seven. Really? Only? That's what I was gonna say. Yes. You're just being stubborn. <laughs> Be honest, Joel. You're going to get a tattoo no matter what. Seven's pretty good. Nah, dude. I'm not going to give it it an eight. I don't buy it. An eight's like amazing. It was amazing. (laughs) Seven and a half. (sighs) How much would you, how would you rate King Shark? Ten out of ten. Okay. (laughs) So that brings the overall point total of the movie up one point to eight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Eight out of ten. I'm just kidding. Um, that's fair. Lauren, what, what would you say? I would say eight or nine. Okay. See, there's no way I can, like, there's no way I can give it a nine. Like, a nine is, like, I think it was one of the best like, comic movies. book movies of all times. What are you talking about, Joel? Like, a ten is a perfect movie. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't think tens exist. I you think, know what I mean? Like, I think they're extremely like a nine rare. for me. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a ten, as an example. Yeah, that's It's true. a perfect movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I hear you. Um, for me, I'd probably have to go... If we're going on the out of 10 scale, probably like no, 8. No, you, you do your fucking weird... I mean, 4, 4.5 out, out of 5, which is 8 or yeah. 9 out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd probably in the middle... I'd have to watch it again to give a definitive rating, but I'm going to say 8.5 out of 10. Damn. I mean, look, I watched it... Like I said, I watched it twice already, and 
that rewatch value is still there in my opinion. See, and that's the thing. I feel like once I, I rewatch might watch it, it again tonight, honestly, I'll yeah. get yeah. I'm I didn't about I it now. Cannot, I was out at the theater. I might watch it high tonight. It'll be great. You yeah. know, I realized I think it was Thursday because so it came out here a week early in the UK. So I saw it a week before it came out back home. Humble and uh, what? I know. Humble brag. I'm lucky. <laughs> it's fine. Saw Black Widow early too. So. And you um, got to see Starro in person. <laughs> I did. I got to see Starro in person. Yeah, that's uh, true. They had a giant, for those who don't know, they had a giant uh, blow up Starro in Leicester Square for, I think essentially it was like the UK premiere, which, because they didn't have like a full premiere. So they did a press day because Peter Capaldi was there like two hours before I was. Um, but it's on my Instagram and also James Gunn Instagram. Hey. Um, and it was massive it was rad um but anyway on thursday i realized that it was coming out on hbo max and i could watch it again as many times as i wanted for the next month and i got so excited seriously and it was interesting they actually dropped it a day early too i don't know if you guys noticed that it was available thursday at like three o'clock in the afternoon like it was i think they released it like 9 p.m eastern Mm. uh uh that would make sense. Thursday. Yeah, okay. That would make For sense. For what? The Suicide Squad? Yeah, like yeah. it was... Uh, I know exactly when they released it because I went to the movie theater to watch it and Izzy said it released at uh, uh, 4 p.m. It was in like the afternoon, yeah. Or like 5 p.m. He watched it like... I like left so the theater eight. to watch it and he like watched it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he watched it at home and you watched it in the theater? Yeah, that's great. There was no way I was not going to watch that shit on IMAX, dude. Yeah, no. I will say that it is. uh, I didn't see IMAX, but I will say that, like, I am so glad that my first time was watching it in the theater simply because of the visual effects of it and the violence of it. I think it just plays. Well, I mean, I've been rewatching it on my laptop, but I think it just plays so much better on the big screen for that first initial impact. Yeah, definitely. The shock value of it all. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Do okay. you think there's going to be a sequel? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. No question. Nice. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to create more characters to kill. It'll be great. I mean, that's not hard. Yeah, it's not hard. Watching Pete Davidson's face get blown off was great. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people have that. enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious if that, like, how aware... Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson himself <laughs> is of like that fact. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yeah. probably. I feel like, I feel like he James... seems like a pretty self-deprecating. That's true. Human. That's so. for sure. Yeah. Okay, talk about tattoos real quick. I'm thinking um, just a green polka dot. It's so weak, dude. But like a substantial size, though. Like quarter size. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. I just, you know, Why I'm, trying it, to, out of curiosity. I'm trying to get at, because that's my favorite color, oh. just trying to get out of this as easy as physically possible. Um, but it has to have also, maybe TSS like hard... on it also. God damn it. Like, it can be a small, thinking, but it has to say TSS. I was thinking maybe like a little shark head with a crown on it. That would be cool. Yeah. And then, and then oh my gosh. below that, it could say, I lost a bit. <laughs> me me smart me yeah exactly bet. something like <laughs> king shark smart, lingo you know um uh my friend has a little shark outline tattoo on her arm already and she yeah. was like i might add ar- like arms a and crown. legs to it <laughs> yes <laughs> just she make it loved happen. him so That's much 
because part of me really wants to make it as small and as subtle as possible, but part of me really wants to make it about King Shark. So yeah. I mean, that's valid. I would give mm-hmm. you a King Shark. Yeah, I- I'll give you either either of those options, but as long as your polka dot t- says TSS in it. And like I said, I think before we started recording, if you get a polka dot, I will get a polka dot. Mm. Okay. We can all get polka dots. Taylor, you in? Maybe. It'd be my <laughs> first tattoo. Like Taylor I don't has have no tats. tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, a podcast know, Suicide right? Squad tattoo. Hey. Let's do it when I get home. That'd be that'd be pretty dope. We'll see. Hey, it's what we've been watching. We took a break. Maybe my editing's bad and you already knew that. I don't know. Who cares? Um, I saw a couple things. I'll go first. Um, first of all, Ted Lasso season two is out. Literally one of the best television shows that has ever existed on the planet. Uh, go watch it. Jason Sudeikis. Classic. Solid gold. Every character in that show is fucking amazing. Nice. Um, on the flip side of that, I saw Old, directed by M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> because that dude is a fucking sh- ding dong. Did, did, did you get hit with the good old Shyam hammer there, Joel? This movie <laughs> is bad. Oh, uh, no. Oh, man. So the movie, I, I'm sure you've all seen the trailers. It's about, you know, they get stuck on a beach and, like, time moves too quickly, right? And they all turn old or whatever. Yeah, where you age, um, like, exponentially on the yeah. beach or whatever. Uh. But so the first two minutes of this movie, there's, like, this young daughter of the family and she's singing. And the mom goes, your voice is so beautiful. I can't wait to see what it's like when you're older. And it's like, Oh, what? my God. That's, dude. Taylor, not even 30 <laughs> seconds later. Taylor, not even 30 seconds later. The son, who's even younger than her, and he's like six. He goes like, Dad, do you think I can scuba dive? And the dad goes, I don't think you're old enough for that yet. Oh, my God. I see what you did there. It's Oof. so fucking bad, dude. The, yeah. Just It's so bad. Well, it's... Uh... Um, the, the the premise itself, like I've been seeing, I haven't seen the film, and apparently it like has a classic Shyamalan twist. But like the whole thing that's been going I like, around, is I like, like the twist, which is surprising mm. actually. I remember you telling I like me that the twist, but the and, rest of the movie sucks. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's that it's that like a meme that's been going around where it's like M Night's in the pool, like he's been in there for too long. He looks at his fingers; they're all wrinkled, and he's like, "Holy shit, I have my next movie idea!" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's. It's a simple oh, concept that's, that's actually great. kind of interesting if you execute it in the right way, but it seems like uh, it's not that. So, so you know how M Night is usually like in his movies, yeah. right? He'll act. Yeah. His role, his role in this one is actually like I like, kind of like it. Really? Um, hmm. Yeah. And I will say I'm just blatantly in love with the girl from Jojo Rabbit. So like, oh, uh, yeah. Thomas and Mackenzie. Yeah. 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 So. She, she plays the older version of like the eleven-year-old girl oh, okay. when, she, when they like age her up. Like she mm-hmm. plays like the, uh, like I think she first plays sixteen, but then she's supposed to play like twenty-one, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, like multiple. so it's like her as like an adult, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dude, oh god, what is he from? The guy that plays the older version of the Alex Wolf, the kid in that movie, Alex Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was in a mm-hmm. her. Hereditary, Hereditary right? and yeah, um, yeah. some oh Jumanji yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. He, so he's they're they're great. The like the fucking like the actors, like the talent that they get is really good. Um, I just I can't, especially with the lines like, uh, you're not you're not old enough," and it's like, 
fuck off, dude. Well, it's really interesting seeing something like that where it's like pretty blatant in terms of like a cheap setup as opposed to like what we see in the Suicide Squad, which is like very, Mm -hmm. you know, well done setups. So it's it's interesting seeing that dichotomy. Um, I do like the are do either of you care about the movie? Can uh, I talk I wanna, about the twist? I, no. I wanna see it. Okay. So All right, okay. Yeah. Uh I will say I like I like the twist. And mm. uh the fine I, I guess like the final battle. That's so dumb to say, but like like the climax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the well like the climax, like you know, the the like the group on the beach has like tension and shit, right? So it's like like the final climax, like they actually I will give credit to like the way they like do the final battle is actually really fucking cool. Like it might be my favorite part of the movie. Wow. Um, oh, nice. It's really like inventive, especially, especially because of the rules that they created. Like mm. uh, yeah. it, it like pays that off really, really well. Well, that's actually um, really surprising that you say that because I felt the exact opposite while watching glass where it's like the right. whole movie is <laughs> like pretty good. And then the ending, it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I would say the last I would say the last like twenty mo- minutes of this movie are actually like pretty good. Um, you can make it through the, the first two acts, then you know. I read, yeah, no. Uh, again, I th- I think I think the performances are enough to get you through it, right? Because there are some like heartfelt moments in, and the acting is actually pretty good, especially when like the kids age up, and the and like the mom and the dad are like, "What the fuck? We missed you like growing up." Um, I think a lot of the performances are really good, but just the premise of the like un- until the end, I'm just like I fucking hate all of this. This is like so <laughs> dumb. Um, but I saw the Green Knight, which is the exact opposite. Mm. Um, one of those is bad, and the other is high art. Um, <laughs> and that is the only way to describe an A24 movie. It's just high art. Uh, oh, I didn't realize it was A24. Oh, yeah. It is indeed, Mr. Dev Patel playing. Yeah. Uh, king arthur's nephew which i didn't know going into the movie actually um yeah i was just talking to someone else about this and they like did not advertise that this was an arthur arthurian legend movie yeah. i think i i think i saw that somewhere in a trailer yeah but yeah well but like not this specific storyline which is like right. a famous storyline yeah. if yeah. you're into that sort of thing yeah i think the movie's too long mm. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like what I call the, uh, the Lord of the Rings thing. It's like, oh, here mm. we are walking. And I'm like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> get us to the next fucking part of the movie. Yeah. Um, there's definitely too much walking in the movie. Mm. Um, and there's also a couple stops he makes along the way. So I guess in the poem, it never really describes a lot of what happens on the journey. It's just like, he makes the journey and then he's at the green Knight. Um, so they like extrapolate on their own mm-hmm. through the journey. And I feel like a lot of that maybe could have been cut down even mm-hmm. just maybe like five to 10 minutes each, each like segment. Um, I just, Cause I just found myself being like, is it the fucking end yet? <laughs> um, but Aaron Kellerman is in this movie and she kills it. Nice. Um, overall, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think I've seen many A twenty four films I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, high art. So if you're not into like, I don't know, ethereal 
filmmaking. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> super, don't fucking watch super the movie. Super too stuff. <laughs> also, can yeah. we can we just for a second talk about how David Lowry, who directed The Green Knight, uh, also did like Pete's Dragon, which is like one of the weirdest what? transitions to, to happen in like the last like five years. And he's also doing a Peter Pan movie next it's called peter pan and wendy i didn't even know this existed. oh yeah interesting um, yeah. yeah it's and, a new yeah disney live action mm-hmm. yeah so uh interesting stuff going back from from the disney stuff to stuff yeah. like the green knight you know so and Very also the much. old man and the gun which was uh a robert redford movie that was pretty good oh, shit. Came out a few years back uh yeah i would say overall i really enjoyed it man i like dev patel does good joel edgerton does good alicia vikander plays two roles in Ooh, this movie. nice good stuff and she's and she's good um yeah everybody is pretty good the ending is very very like oh, oh art what do you think happened and it's like eh, all right um <laughs> art but that's a 20 <laughs> but that's a 24 for you you yeah, know what totally. i mean totally yeah. hey, man i'm the type of person that loves movies that leave things open to interpretation so yeah i definitely want to check this out when i get a chance I just have to say I've been a big Dev Patel fan since like Skins, mm-hmm. you know, like long time. Yeah. Uh, you know about Skins? You live in the UK now, Lauren. Uh, I knew about UK it before show. I got here. But <laughs> yes. But now you very much know about it because it's, now you, you know, now you're living. I, yeah, exactly. I, not one person has talked about Skins since I got here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh shit! Besides Joel. <laughs> Besides Joel, right now. <laughs> you, don't really, you don't really live in the UK. <laughs> oh, man. Um, hey, tell also, that to my weather. Real quick, I watched Freaky with uh, oh. Vin, uh, with Vince Vaughn. I haven't seen it uh-huh. yet. I, I bought it, and I still haven't had a chance to watch it. So It's like it the is, scary version of Freaky Friday, right? It is hilarious. Awesome. Nice. Seeing Vince Vaughn play like a teenage girl. <laughs> I That's awesome. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Uh, nice. I that's all I have to say about that is like go watch it. The horror is very cheesy B horror, which you know is like sure. my favorite kind of horror. Yeah. Um, and then like just seeing Vince Vaughn get to like because he's I feel like he's been like so like serious lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like seeing him like let loose is just oh god, it's so fucking good. Heck yeah, uh, that's awesome. He's such a fucking dweeb. It's hilarious. Nice. And that's what I've been watching. Nice. Cool. Do you uh, Taylor? You want to go next? Or yeah, you want yeah, me to I, go? No, I can go. Um, well, there is one thing that we both watched, which I'm sure we can there talk is, about. There is, yes. And that is... At least one. Yeah, that is uh, Jungle Cruise, the new immigrant yeah. rock film. Ooh, no spoilers. No, of course not. Um, no, no, no. By the way, Joel, we'll talk afterwards, but you can you can okay. watch this film if you want to. So. <laughs> uh, you said I don't have to watch this film? Well, no, you, no you, can. you can. You can watch it like as soon as we're done podcasting, but we'll, we'll discuss after. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. so I had I heard a lot about this movie. Well, <laughs> you just, purchased it. I bought it on Disney Plus, so you can watch it. Yeah. So um, I can watch it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but point being is that I, I really love this movie. Uh, it's really fun, really classic kind of adventure, uh, serial <laughs> kind of feeling to it. I think the mm-hmm. best way to describe this movie is The Mummy meets uh, Romancing the Stone, with elements of Indiana Jones and also some other genre stuff. Okay, I have a completely different mashup. Uh, but for but you. The <laughs> pirates, pirates is a big one too, right? Where okay. the first th- third of this movie is pretty much beat for beat like pirates. Yeah. So for me, my thing was it's as if the Jungle Cruise skippers 
wrote a movie based on Pirates of the Caribbean, National Treasure, and Road to El Dorado. That's a that's a pretty good mashup. I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, I mean, it yeah, has dude. a lot of those kind of <laughs> classic genre elements that, that tie all those things that we great. just discussed together. It's yeah. really fun. I mean, it's it's definitely not perfect in any way, in no. every way. Um, and it's definitely got some issues in terms of writing uh, and the villains yeah. and like the third act kind of stuff. But yeah. overall, really fun and a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh, not at all, which yeah. I think is perfect for a film based off this ride. Like, yeah, I, I, I'll probably watch it again, but I, I'm not like clamoring to to watch it again and again and again. But um, I, like I said, I don't think it's anything really new. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> it's definitely just a mashup of things we've done before. I also don't know that I would call this a kids movie. I gotta say. Like Interesting. some of Interesting. it, I probably would have been kind of afraid of as a child. Like it, some of it's a little bit messed up, um, but it was a fun watch. And if you are a fan of the Jungle Cruise, they hit all of your favorite jungle puns yep. in this movie, yep. which is like all you could have asked for out of a Jungle Cruise. Seriously, film, to like be honest at, with you. at first I was like, why are they doing this? And then it dawned on me because I haven't been on Jungle Cruise in like probably 15 years you know what i mean like 15 20 years so since i was a little kid so it's one of those things where it's like i have very uh slight recollections of the ride but nothing like that and then i realized that that's what they did with the ride and and i was like oh this is brilliant way to to integrate this and and turn this into a story uh but also to give you know some character beats as well um yeah so yeah i mean i think the best thing is is definitely the the chemistry between emily blunt and the rock should I yeah. watch it? Absolutely, yeah. dude. It's really Should fun. I watch it high? Um, you probably. I have... told him I think you'd be a little freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends how how weird you get. You know, if you've been smoking or whatever. But I think you could watch it stoned and still get a decent amount of yeah. enjoyment out of it. Um, right. It's not like a super layered or detailed movie. You know what I mean? So in that regard, no, like... I'm just thinking some of the visuals. Oh yeah, definitely some. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds great. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's also, um, how do you say his name? Uh, Wam Kale uh, Sarah, I believe, or Jam Kale Sarah. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but, uh, you know. I think his, it's Wame. Wame, yeah. They, he's a Spanish filmmaker. Uh, he did, like, Orphan. I don't know if you've ever seen Orphan, Joel. Ooh, so uh, it's yeah, like, okay. it has those, definitely has those horror elements. Also, yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti with Talking Parrot can't get any better. <laughs> but also, he, he, did he Paul Giamatti need to be that role? Yes. What? No. Yes. He does not play a talking parrot. No. No, no, no. Oh, he okay. he plays but a character all... with a talking parrot. Yeah. Gotcha. But also, did that need to be played by Paul Giamatti? Yes. No. N- no, but I also, think it's Also, did I not realize it's... that <laughs> Sorry. No, go for it. Go for it, please. I did not realize that this director also did The Paris Hilton House of Wax. Yep. What? That was his first movie was House of Wax. What? And he's been he's been making great films ever since. That's like really <laughs> the only dude one from that's fucking like One Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray's in that movie. Oh my God. Yeah. But also, I, mean, I just, I, mean, I also gotta say, to um, Jack Whitehall, I think, also did a really good what? job. In this He's yeah. in this? Yeah. yeah. He plays Emily Blunt's oh, brother. Yeah. I love Jack Whitehall. Yep. Yeah. Very good. He's such yep. a fucking yeah. twat, and I love him. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess just, to, just, I don't know if there's anything else you, you want to mention Lauren, but I just also for the, for the Disney nerds out there, um, I thought it was an interesting choice what they did with Trader Sam, but I think I like it. That's the mm. rock, right? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I heard there was a twist with the rock in the movie. There is there a twist is. with the rock in the it's movie. Good. And I, I think it was a Does pretty good just, twist. Actually. Like is, he just, like is he just the bad guy? Is that what the twist no, is? No, no, no. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want okay. to ruin it either. Yeah, I don't, but I don't want to ruin um, it because it's it worth, was a pretty good twist. Yeah, yeah. it's worthwhile. Okay. Also, can uh, I just give a big shout out to Jesse Plemons, who plays like uh, Jesse a, Plemons is in this movie too. Yeah. Oh, yes, dude, and he plays like a, a German in like like World War One era German, yeah. and yeah. he is hamming it up so hard, and I love yeah. every fucking second of it. That sounds it's, that sounds so fun. it's incredible, it's super absurd. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so fun stuff. Like the bees, dude. Oh, oh man, yeah. There's there's some visuals um, in this movie that are pretty gnarly. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I would I would I would say give it a watch. It's fun. Uh, yeah. You know, not it's not a ten out of ten movie, but no. it's a fun time. Yeah. Make Neither make a tiki drink. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> go to go to Trader. Okay, it's not an eight out. It's not an eight out of ten movie either. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, make yourself a tiki drink and. Uh, <laughs> Take a little cruise. Definitely. Yeah, I would probably give it like a definitely, like I said, want to see it again. Probably seven, seven and a half out of ten, I think uh, feels I was appropriate. Say like That's pretty, six. That's really good. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I like those kind of movies. Like The Mummy is one of my favorite movies growing up. Like love the indie movies, yeah. you know, romancing the yeah. stone, you know, all even some of the stuff you mentioned, like that's that's my jam. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much like bound to to love it more than um than your average person probably. Sure, um, yeah. But yeah, moving on from Jungle Cruise, uh, I've been watching a series of documentaries, um, but I want to mm. highlight a couple of them. One is the Woodstock 99 documentary. Have you guys seen this? Nice. No, no I've heard about it. Yeah. So yeah. are you guys familiar with the story at all or no? Of what of Woodstock happened? 99? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, drugs. It's, it's pretty fucked up. Let's just say that. And and I was familiar with the story beforehand and, and uh, this documentary totally delivered in terms of adding more to that context mm. of the conversation that the, that the doc has, um, as well as just being a fascinating, fascinating insight into like late nineties, uh, music culture in general, you know? Oh, nice. Um, and I mean, again, anybody who doesn't know, like there was some fucked up shit happened. Like a lot of people were sexually assaulted and raped, um, and let alone the looting and the burning and the fires yeah. and all the other crazy shit that was happening. Um, yeah. really fascinating doc. I would re- recommend checking it out. Oh, it's, that's it's called, what it was. It's called Music Box, I believe, is like the Umbrella series name. But this particular oh, okay. episode is like a two-hour documentary um, that just focuses oh, wow. specifically on Woodstock. So that other, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but the other music docu series on Netflix that I talked about a couple mm, episodes the, ago, the pop one, right? Yeah, they yeah. did a an episode that touched lightly on Woodstock 99. Yeah. Um it's it's in, interesting. In the series of concert yeah, uh, it's, or it's, festivals it's rather. It's really interesting but because you had artists are, It didn't uh, get as bad as you're talking about. Oh yeah, no. This this thing goes full in depth to like everything that went wrong with the festivals yeah. basically and like how for the most part like, you know, how it happened sort of implying mm-hmm. how it happened, right? Um cool. so yeah, really re- really good stuff. I would recommend checking it out. Um really gets you to think about um the last 20 years of culture and how we've progressed in terms of, you know, uh, a lot of different things. Well, what is that? Oh, damn. Dude, it's true. 
Cap in another Joel multiverse. Is showing is, us uh, a meme on yeah. Zoom. Yeah, it's how, with... to, it's how to train your dragon, uh, the main character versus how he correlates with Captain America in each mm-hmm. of the movies. Yeah, it's great because he has a because basically just because at the end he has a beard. Yeah, <laughs> and Joel loves beards. Um, so <laughs> you're not wrong. So beyond that, uh, I watched uh, one of the Disney series behind the attraction. Have you had a chance? I to also this watched this one. Okay. Yes, nice. I, I I didn't watch every episode. I specifically mm. watched the Space Mountain one, um, mm. just because. Uh, for various reasons, uh, I wanted to watch it. Um, okay. Professional and personal. Uh, Space Mountain was like the first ro- roller coaster I ever rode in my life. Uh, and oh, so, yeah. therefore, uh-huh. I have a very, very unique attachment to it. Sure, um, yeah. But also, you know, just the history of the tubular roller coaster and all that stuff they yeah, kind of yeah, delved yeah. into, which I also uh, want to talk about after this. But what did you think about yeah, Behind yeah. the Attraction, first of all? Um, so, I think. Uh... It's a little bit different than I expected it to be. Um, at times, it feels a little commercially, mm-hmm. um, like pitching the theme parks. Yeah. Um, which, like, is fine or whatever. But I-, I expected it to be a little bit more like Imagineering story as far as the depth of the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, which I don't think it really hits upon. But I have to also say, like, I am a huge, huge, huge Disney Parks behind-the-scenes fanatic. So, like, a lot of the stuff that they talk about in these things, like, particularly the Haunted Mansion episode, like, I already know. So I was hoping to learn a little bit more than I did. Um, But things like the Space Mountain episode actually did have some stuff I didn't know about. Um, But... I'm excited to see what other attractions they start releasing because um, the next drop is coming August 25th, I think, for the rest oh, of the Oh, really? Season. So they're doing the, – I yeah. thought it was going to be a bigger time gap in between there, but I'm way down No, I just saw the other day because I was nice. curious as to when it was coming out because um, I watched them all already. Yeah. Um, did anybody watch the behind-the-scenes Loki? I did. Yes. Yes, I did. I did not. It was very good. Yeah, I did. It yeah. was good. awesome. Yeah, definitely also recommend that. Yeah. Um, Oh, and uh, just as a side note, Owen Wilson like knows nothing about the MCU. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he has no idea what any of this shit means. He was just kind of <laughs> going with the flow, which is hilarious, hilarious because he's like it's one great. of our favorite characters in the in the universe. Yeah. Like, but I think so good. that ignorance is also perfect for it is. Mobius. Yeah. So like, it's fine. oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you already know a ton about the parks behind the attraction. It's fine to like pop on, see if there's any new information about it. If you don't know anything about the parks and are interested in it, I think it's a solid series to to learn a little bit more about how the sausage is made, if you will. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I wish that for sure. And, and you know, I mean, this would end up being probably two or three hour episodes if they really went in depth, you know, in the way that we sure, want them to. Yeah. But I think yeah, it was yeah. a nice mix of like knowing the crucial information and then also the salesmanship of it's. Yeah. It feels very much like a featurette you'd watch for a movie where it's like, check exactly. out this thing. We succeeded. It's Look, help celebrate us, you know, but a parks at, featurette. Yeah, but. exactly. And it's, it's extended in that way. But um, jumping off that, I also watched a documentary uh, on aero development. Now, if you've seen the Space mm. Mountain episode, you know that aero development was the mm-hmm. first manufacturer of rides to create a tubular steel track design, which is basically the roller coaster as we know it today. Yeah. And so they did Matterhorn, which was the first yeah. ride um, of that type. And so uh, really interesting story. If 
if you're at all interested in roller coasters or if you're interested in just business and the history of the theme park industry, uh, air development is leg- legendary. I mean, they did the first log flume ride. You know, they did the first uh, mine train ride. Like all these classic rides that we know, they created the first versions of those. So uh, mm-hmm. you can find that online for free uh, through mm-hmm. American Coaster Enthusiasts. Uh, really awesome documentary. I would recommend it for anybody who might be interested. Uh, but that's it for me. Nice. Nice. Uh, cool. So you hit a couple of the ones that I had on my list, obviously. Um, so in addition to that, I (laughs) watched a movie that I'm going to tell you right now to skip. So, but I'm going to mention it to save you the time. Mm. Uh, it's called Buddy Games. Have you guys heard about this? I don't think I've ever heard of that, no. So it's on Hulu. That's how I found it. Um, But it was Josh Duhamel's directorial debut. Mm. Oh, great. Classic. Um, Yeah. Sounds amazing already. So it has Josh Duhamel, Dax Shepard, Olivia Munn. um, Oh, come on. Sorry. My phone is boycotting me right now. Um, Kevin Dillon, Nick Swarsden. Whoa. And... uh, What's his face? He's not showing up for me right now. But the guy from Psych. Oh, so so what you're saying is it's a cavalcade of washed up comedians from the early 2000s. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. I had to. I had to. Uh, a little bit, but I also no, love no Dak Shepard. Yeah, I mean, but he hasn't really um, been on a hot streak in the last 10 years. Let's put it that way. You're not sure. wrong. Sure. Um, yeah, Chips was sadly not great. I am fortunate. But anyway, so it's this this movie about these guys who grew up together and they do these things called the buddy games, which they get together and it's like, almost like kind of like frat style initiation type games, paintball and like messing with each other and like teabagging each other or whatever. And yeah, and so like the... the one that the games that it opens at, like basically one of the guys shoots the other guy in the nuts with the paintball gun because he's like teabagging someone else and like he's kind of an asshole to all of them, but like he's their friend because it's uh, yeah, and so that like kind of like ends the buddy games, oh, and man. like all of the the significant others are like anti the buddy games happening. Hmm. And then long story short, they get together, they do them again, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's kind of like it wanted to be tag, Uh, but it failed epically. So what I was going to say is it sounds like tag meets the world's end, right? In terms of like trying to get the band back together. Yeah. 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 A bit, but not Not anywhere near as successful as either of those movies. Um, and there's like a lot of weird montage. Like as I was watching it, it I was like, did they film this during COVID? Because like that's <laughs> the only have. way that I. So I look. No, they did not. Um, because it came out in 2020. Mm. Um, but and they shot it in 2019. But just some of the t- like. 
the editing choices and like Dax's character in particular like is sometimes there and sometimes not for no reason and then like off in his own tangent in the like it's just very, very weird. weird it's very bad my friend and I like found it while we were on our trip just like put something on in our hotel at night and like it got to the point in the movie where we were like we've watched so much ridiculousness happen that we like have to finish this movie now but like it was so bad. It took us four nights to get through this movie. Jeez. That's rough. Four so nights. I, yeah. So do not recommend. Um, yep. Save yourself the time. Yep. It's unfortunate because I, you know, I do like some of those guys, even if they have been washed up for a little bit. Like, so I was like, ah, this could be fun. Not good. <laughs> um, if you are looking for uh, a new cooking reality show to watch um there's Mm -hmm. a show on it's originally on fox but it's all on hulu now uh called crime scene kitchen hosted by one joel McHale. oh god Uh, yeah and it's quite an interesting premise because like instead of them getting told what to make they get a crime scene kitchen that they have to explore the kitchen and see the trails that have been left behind from a bake to figure out what the bake is That's and recreate it. I kind of dig so, that. Yeah, that. It, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Um, so the whole season of that, season one is on Hulu now. Um, and then it's not exactly relevant to the times, but it is in the sense that like another one of these movies is coming out soon. Um, I watched the first three Scream movies for the first time mm, ever. What? For the first time uh, yeah. ever? For the wow. first time ever. How did you not lead yeah. with this, Lauren? Come on. Because uh, I wanted to lead up to it. <laughs> there you go. Um, I just worked with Nev Campbell the other day. Oh, yeah? oh nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. She's in that new Lincoln Lawyer show for Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Good stuff. Um, also in the new Scream movie that's going to be coming out. Yeah, she is mm-hmm. coming back so. to Scream. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> I think that's like my pocket of horror. Um, is the like horror comedy Matthew Lillard in this is pure genius, so good, yeah. pure yeah. genius. So I'm good. feeling a little woozy, man. Yeah, He's so good, dude. He has so many <laughs> quotable I, lines in that so movie. Yeah. <laughs> I Gotta say, I did not see that coming of him being one of the it's a great twist. bad guys. A like it's one um, of the greatest twists in horror yeah. history. Yeah, so good. And then just like how psychotic he goes, like instantaneously, so yeah. good. Um, and you know, I gotta say, even two and three, not terrible. I haven't seen yeah. three uh, in a really long time. Three I saw two recently. Three is pretty okay. Rough. Three is pretty rough. Like it's 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 not. Definitely up and they're it's, watching the movie, right? Like they're in the yes. theater. Yeah. Jada Pinkett that's Smith, two? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I haven't seen three in a long time. Three is the one where they're on the set of the movie. Yeah. And they're they're making the movie <laughs> okay. of the first yeah. movie while yeah, the third yeah. movie is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um so it's definitely three is the weakest. I haven't seen four yet because it's only available to rent. It's not streaming. Really? I for thought free I at the watched moment. it somewhere recently. If you figure it out, let me know because I want to. Yeah, I'll I'll try to. I do want to watch it, but I've only seen it to rent so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I bet I can find you a way to watch it. Probably, I also watched um, some of the series too. Uh, Um, 
Yeah. Oh, the MTV one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched... Yeah. I, di- I didn't mean to do it this way, but I watched the third season of it. Um, <laughs> uh, just because for some reason it started with that on Netflix. Fuck the first instead two of seasons, dude. starting at the first one. Um, it was interesting. I was curious to see how they were going to bring the movie into a TV series with none of the same people. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I've been seeing so much posted about it recently that I was like, you know what? I'm going to dip my toe into this finally because it's on Definitely. HBO Max. Um, and I'm trying to work my way up into horror, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's taken me a while to get into it. But like I said, I think that through the first three Conjuring movies. I'm not the, sure if that will be my jam. Mm. I know. Ooh, they're so good, though. Yeah, the first one in particular is like Patrick Wilson. <sighs> I just like I like this like horror comedy niche. So like mm. like the Cabin in the Woods, like the scream. Yeah. That's yeah, why I like yeah, the yeah. scream is like the commentary yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. self aware. Yeah, yeah, I think I I probably I mean, will try to watch that would, soon. You would love that. It's, it's yeah. fucking or like um, it's, it's hilarious. Like happy happy death day. If you haven't seen that, would also yeah. I haven't yet, yeah. but yeah, that's that's kind of intrigued yeah. me too. But but yeah, so I, I've been on a little bit of a horror kick lately. Nice, um, good stuff. Trying to probably because I feel the Halloween time coming. Uh, um, feel the leaves falling yeah. off the trees. I think. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, uh, just. Movies that made us season two is out on Netflix. Oh, yeah. If people want to watch that, yeah. nice. um, and Lego Masters too mm. hey. is currently airing right now. So more reality show kicks, but yeah, yeah that's that's what I've been watching. Sweet, nice. Well, we will update everybody on the uh, placement, quality, and uh, decision of my Suicide Squad tattoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably post a picture of it whenever that shit happens. Oh yeah. Um, but until then, yeah, we will. Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Salen. Beautiful. Lauren, what about you? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagrams where you can see my sweet Starro picture that uh, <laughs> Mr. James Gunn also liked. So He did. That was cool. Uh, I'm the alien nerd. You can find me everywhere on the internet at that, that same handle, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, but not, I've been, you know, guys, it sucks. I've been working so much, uh, that I haven't been doing a lot of YouTube, but I'm going to make the time when that no way home trailer finally drops Ooh. to do a reaction to <sighs> yeah, that buddy. in 12 years. Yeah. 12 I have years, a feeling yeah. we're going to get that with <laughs> Shang-Chi probably, uh, because if they in, wait any ooh. longer, the movie's for sure getting delayed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. It kind of, of seems like that at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but just a humble brag, you know. I've been working on things like the Lincoln Lawyer and Pen Fifteen. Uh, oh, nice. So the career's really taken off. Haven't had time to do any YouTube reactions to things that I want to, but I will make that special time for Spider Man. I promise. Mm-hmm. But I will always also be right here on Pop Pop the Pop Post Podcast. So until next time, see you later, nerds. Bye. Peace.